There are people in this world that just sparkle with an almost magical and radiant energy, leaving a wake of good stuff wherever they go. We just love meeting and talking with these folks who inspire us to be better, do better. Okay, so I am so inspired by this woman, Carrie Nicole McCaffrey. You've heard her. Uh, we've done segments with her about her beautiful poetry, uh, which is inspired by nature and, and and by the way she sees the world, which is magical in so many ways. There isn't a poem that she's written that I haven't been like, oh, I see that. Aww. I feel that. So I'm just having a wonderful time having her here with me. She's a very, very dear friend, and I have had the honor of knowing her through some very difficult times in her world. And, and helping me through those times. Well, I'd like to think I was helpful, mm -hmm. but she certainly has helped me as much, if not more, she probably doesn't realize. But um, so one of the things we're going to talk about today and – and it's it's an interesting issue. Maybe it doesn't – people can say, well, it doesn't really relate to, uh, you know, eco-living, green living. But to me it does. And this is all about being inspired. Carrie at one point in her life was named Herb McCaffrey. Her name was yes. Herb and she was a man. And in fact, she was my daughter's science teacher. I was. I was Mr. McCaffrey. I find amazing. And not only – and and let me let me just have a side note here. She was really a hot guy. She was so handsome. It's so funny when I look and I'm like, oh my god, that was you. Herb but has flown the nest. Herb has flown the nest. And you know, I know I had met you back in those days, but I didn't make the connection when we had reconnected right, um, right. after your transition. But 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 having gone through this transition and and doing it in a part of New Jersey, living in this community, you were married. You have two children. Uh, Everyone told me not to do it in the community that I did it because they would never yeah. accept me. Yeah. and uh, That's what everyone told me. And you're a teacher mm -hmm. in a public school. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. So, you know, it would seem, especially in this very, very conservative community you're in, that it would be like, for, you know, right. like you would just be run out on a rail. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's not the case. And part of it is your grace in walking through it and being authentic and Thanks, being man. real and being willing to be who you are honestly and in so many ways. And so, you know, I know you have written through so much of this in your poetry. Um, and, and, and the other thing that I wanted to mention was how nature has been a healer for you. And we do talk about that from time to time, how nature can be that nurturing place that we escape to or we go to for healing. So I'm going to shut up for a second and let you talk. And I know you're going to read for us a couple of poems as well. Right. And Meg, I've loved your show over the years. And um, I do feel like this poetry, Raspberry Summers and the Brush of Thorns, is my new poetry. It's available on Amazon and online. But um, it... it my poetry is intimately tied to nature mm -hmm. and um, I go to nature to heal. You know, the past 10 years, it's been very tumultuous for me transitioning, becoming Carrie after being Herb all my, all my life, you know, growing up being a college athlete, being an all American swimmer in college and, and doing all of that. And then all of a sudden 
you know, taking off the mask because it was a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, a lot of the things that I did were just part of that. Um, required that I reintroduce myself, should I say, to God. Yeah. And I found God when I got quiet. So I think what happened was I found God's reflection in nature. Yeah. And that's... Which many people do. Mm-hmm. I, I needed... My life was chaos. It was hard. I was in the paper. It was the, you know, the in the Star Ledger and the Dell, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And I needed to get out of that. And the way I found that, and I always knew this in my life, but I needed it to, to escape from the chaos. I needed to go to nature. So my first poem is about um, my relationship with God and how um, important God is to me. Mm. God, I came to him out of need and sorrow. I stay with him out of love tomorrow. I may be with him forever. Something borrowed, something blue. His eyes upon me like moonlight on meadow. He builds his house there with strong pillars. I wait for him by the door, his forever star. Lovely psalms I sing in his milky spotlight. He is my whole universe, and I but meteor or planet. Like Saturn, I wear his ring. Oh, wow. Wow, like Saturn, I wear his ring. That does really speak to, you know, you have a religious background, which, and I know you still feel a deep connection to the Catholic Church, which a lot of people would say, really? Because don't they, right. and not and very the, friendly to transgender? I have found a place that is very, very friendly to me. Um, I I think it's, you know, I looked for a parish that would be open to me, and I I found a parish, and I found... Um, a place in Chester, New Jersey, the Hermitage. So mm. there's hermits and there's a desert father. And they're um, really still hermits. They're still hermits, and they have accepted me. And the actual, the head of the Hermitage, um, I, I guess I can say his name, Father Raphael, uh-huh. has accepted me, and um, I go there for spiritual direction. And he always tells me that, you know, the church is in Catholic church, the church is the, is like the bridegroom or sorry, is the bride mm-hmm. and, and God is the groom. And to think of your relationship as that intimate, like, you know, we're not going whatever, whatever you believe in, we're not going to eternity to be with someone who we don't like. Like <laughs> I'm going to be with someone I love. Like I love more than anyone else in the world. That's who I want to spend my eternity with. So that's kind of like that poem came out of that. Well, I really love that your your love of your God and, and, and your religion, that you have found a place where in so many places um, people who are transgendered are not, you know, not celebrated or welcomed into religious bodies, you know? Right. So that's, uh, I, I'm very glad that you've been able to find that for Right. Yourself. There's that part in the Bible where Jesus goes to a town and he's not accepted and he takes his shoes off and he, and he hits them together and moves on. He's just like, yeah. he he, take, he hits the dust off his shoes. And I did that. And, and I think for any of us, you know, if we, find, if we keep looking, we, yeah, find, whatever it is, yeah, we right? find a place that's going to, you know, see our soul. Nice. Okay. I know you have more beautiful poetry I have one more. Uh, I have two more, but they're short. But um, one is more transgender-centered, mm-hmm. uh, Meg. So I thought I would read that first. It's called The Dipper. And The Dipper, as we were talking about earlier, Meg and I were talking yeah. about this, the dipper is a bird. I think it's uh, indigenous mostly to the Rocky Mountains. It lives behind waterfalls. Wow. And if you've never been behind a waterfall, yeah. you should go. It's really cool back there. 
And one of the <laughs> one of the ironies of that is the water is pouring in front of you, but off the back wall you can hear the dripping. It's really an amazing place if you can find a waterfall big enough to climb mm. behind safely. Mm. So anyway, this is kind of an allegory and metaphor, an extended metaphor. It's called the dipper. The dipper. It's a funny bird the dipper is, living as it does, behind fast flow falls, darting through the veil of pure water to nest near mountain wall. But what if you were a dipper and your baby bird wanted to be a tortoise, was not sure why, and just wanted out of the water to live where it was dry? Would you let your little bird fly? The other tortoises can be mean, you know. Imagine it all. They laughed at your little sleek one, who was suddenly looking for an awkward shell while going through bullying hell. And the dipper finally settled in, loved the desert, all it did for him. And some of the tortoises accepted the dipper and sunned themselves next to him. And when the long drought came and tortoises started to die, for they too needed a drink now and then, the dipper seemed to have magic powers, knew how to shed its shell and fly, to bring back liquid healing. And after a while, the dipper was just another tortoise or bird or tortoise bird, whatever. Everybody loved him. No one cared about the shell. Dipper was himself. Oh, man. Oh, that is so sweet. You hear me chuckling. There was a couple of parts. It was just so cute. <laughs> that one kind of speaks for itself, right? I love that. I really love that. So, and there's the nature imagery in there, too. Well, like, not in animals. You have, mm-hmm. a, you have a strong connection to animals. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, just through some of your Facebook posts when, when you had the fox and then you had the, the, the deer and the coyotes attacking the deer. I mean, that's right. like all kinds of wilderness. I do. I feel like I have a connection to animals. Yeah. I don't know. about. Hopefully it'll stay that way. Yeah. If I ever run into a bear, it'll be friendly to me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, you have a keen observation, particularly tuned in to animals and nature. Yeah which, um, it, you know, enables it, this gift of sharing it with Thank us you, through Mike. your words. And the last one in, in that vein mm-hmm. is um, the, called The Poet's Eyes. Okay. And this I wrote about Walpack, New Jersey, which mm-hmm. was going to be flooded mm-hmm. in the Tox Island flooding, and they decided not to. But they never let the people move back in. Oh, weird. So it became a national recreation area. Okay. And that's one of the greatest places to go if you need some quiet. Mm-hmm. And this is called The Poet's Eyes, and um, it's about the here and the hereafter. Okay. The Poet's Eyes. Bee balm and bergamot, a wooded trail, a cedar waxwing, the sweet sound of a broadwing talk, the iridescence of a dragonfly's tail. The thunderheads are lovely and fatal, and I am close to being born in them, delivered, for today is lovelier than ever and ever and my soul has broken the body's water. I see the world is so fair today that I may die. I am close to seeing the other side, to seeing ghosts and God, a farm with its abandoned house, long corridors of corn, a goldfinch in the sedge, an aroma of summer and spice. I know they watch me, the long-deceased farmer, his apron-clad wife, the silent choir, too, from that boarded-up church. But friend, I still breathe. It's still my turn now, yet I am close. I think that if I just stare long enough, squint hard enough, hope deeply enough, I will break through the veil, for this day is the brink of perfection, the blade at the horizon. 
and I am cut. Oh, my God. I almost cried when you talked about being born in that fatal thunder. I'm, I'm mashing up your, <laughs> your beautiful foam. You're doing fine. But, you don't but, have it in front of – Meg but, doesn't have it in front of her, so it's much harder. But the description, the description is so – I can taste that whole wanting, wishing if I squint, if I just try and believe, I can see And, and I know your listeners. I know the listeners that are listening right yeah. now, and I know a lot of your listeners yeah. personally – I know that when they go to nature, they see it as so beautiful yeah. that what's the difference? I mean, right? Yeah. We think of like heaven is going to be this beautiful. We're here. It's beautiful. Like yeah. our father who art in heaven on earth, right? Yeah. That, that prayer on earth as it is in heaven, the yeah. our father. So like yeah. we need to make it, we need to not always be wishing ahead, like go to nature, find God, who, whoever God is for you. And, right. and nature can be a healer. It is. It truly is. And um, wow. Yeah, I'm just blown away and very grateful that you spent some time here in the studio Thanks, Megan, with for having me, me and with our audience. And I hope that they will check out your book. Carrie McCaffrey, Carrie Nicole McCaffrey, Amazon.com. There you go. Or thepoetseyes.com. Thepoetseyes.com. Thank you, Meg. Thank you. We hope you're feeling the sparkle. Go out there and light up the world. As Dante said, even a little spark may burst a flame. For more inspiration, visit thegreendivas.com and listen for this and other shows on gdgdradio.com.